0: Hello. Today's episode has a trigger warning. There is mild, brief discussion of child abuse, specifically sexual abuse and alcohol abuse. If this is triggering triggering to you, you may want to skip this episode. Thank you for your support. Welcome. My name is Esther. I'm the host of the Canadian Business Women podcast. Today, I have the pleasure of meeting up with a friend. It's been too long, but I'm glad uh, we had this excuse to kind of meet up and uh, share with the world what you're doing now welcome to the show cat how are you today
1: thank you so much esther and yes it has been too long so it's beautiful connecting with you here and seeing what you're up to in the world and yeah i'm doing great
0: awesome can you please tell us a little bit about yourself and um, what's led you to to what you're doing now
1: Yes. So I am a somatic and human design coach and I empower my clients to integrate the wisdom of their childhood trauma and really come home to who they authentically are and step into their authentic truth and power and create the changes in their life from this place and step into the life that, um, that they're here to live. So I do, yeah, deeper somatic healing work. Um, what led me to coaching i've i've been on a whole journey myself i was um very disconnected from myself most of my life i was in survival mode and freeze flight and freeze mode um so when i went on a deep healing journey um and you know i really found my freedom in self-awareness and um yeah i mean that started with therapy then i got a coach and coaching is what really empowered me to create the changes in my life and therapy i was really just looping in the awareness which was beautiful but it wasn't empowering me to actually show up differently and create the changes in my life and coaching is what what really helped me on that journey and took me a little while to own it but uh but then i decided like this is something I mean, me personally, I was looking for my freedom in all of the outside places, which I'm sure a lot of people can relate to. And I found it in here, inside, right? And I just want to share it with as many people as I can because it's a beautiful journey of, you know, I've been on a journey of reclaiming who I authentically am and being coming from someone who was so disconnected to myself and my truth and being a people pleaser and codependency and alcohol addiction and work addiction and all of these things to being so deeply connected to myself and my joy and my aliveness. And that's what I empower my clients to do. So I bring them on this journey that I've walked and been through.
0: What, what was stopping you from initially getting help? I think you said it was kind of hard for you initially to, to, start therapy and, and seek that kind of help what was that barrier that you were going through that maybe other people may be experiencing
1: yeah so from with with having childhood trauma one of my coping mechanisms was just being very disconnected from myself and I had zero self-awareness, zero self-awareness for most of my life. And so I didn't even know I needed to go on a healing journey. I hadn't even realized I had childhood trauma that I needed to heal from or other trauma. So my way of coping with my trauma and my pain was to run from it, to like pretend it didn't exist, forget about things. Like I had a, such a bad memory because I would, that's how I coped with, I would forget like literally forget about things. And part of my coping mechanisms was also moving all over the world. So I was literally running away from my problems. I would move every six months, every year. I've lived all over in so many different places. And it was only when I stayed somewhere long enough, which has been Toronto. I've been here for about six years now that so staying somewhere for longer, I could see that my coping mechanisms and patterns weren't working. And I finally saw, oh, I don't like, I don't know how to connect with people deeply because I was so disconnected from myself. How could I connect with others? So I be- began to saw see that things weren't working in my life. I felt very stuck. I didn't know how to change. And so I just got to this point um, And I had memories of um, childhood sexual abuse come back to me. And that's when I really started therapy and the healing journey and stopped running from the pain. So I needed to feel the pain in order to heal it. And that's, you know, the beautiful journey of therapy. And I finally stopped running from it and had the courage to feel it. And it does take courage because it's a deep a deep journey because i know a lot of my clients and the people i work with a lot of us do run from the pain all right i'll speak for myself i absolutely did and yeah so then actually acknowledging the trauma in my life and feeling the pain and slowly doing the healing work around it so um yeah
0: i can't remember your exact question (laughs) No, that, that answered, answered it. I wanted to know kind of what eventually led you to get past that point of lack, lacking self-awareness and maybe also just what prevented you from seeking help initially. And then what kind of helped you make make that step?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So yes, I did answer that. So Yeah, it was me stopping running from it, having those memories come back. And then. Yeah, and it was just this point in my life where I felt so stuck, you know, not like stuck in my career, stuck with I'd had many failed businesses, um, stuck in my relationships. I couldn't didn't know how to connect with people deeply and I didn't know why. And so it was. um, But then also um getting out of out of uh I was in a very codependent and a meshed toxic friendship and when I got out of that friendship because going to therapy brought a lot more self-awareness and awareness in my friendships and relationships that weren't healthy and when I got out of that friendship that's really when I hit this rock bottom moment and where I had this clarity, and I remember asking myself this question: like, who am I living my life for? Because it wasn't for me. It was a life full of people pleasing, putting other people's needs first, um, being so disconnected from. I didn't even know my needs when I started therapy. My therapist would ask me, "How do you feel?" and I I wouldn't be able to answer. I didn't know how I felt, and so I, I hit rock bottom and rock bottom is hard, but it's also beautiful because there's no, there's no, there's no continuing. There was, it was such a clear, there's no more continuing on this path I'm on. That's when I stopped drinking alcohol. I went on a very much a self-isolation and really started, that's when I started to get coaching and doing the deep inner work and committed to changing my patterns and just step-by-step started to to do the small changes in my life. So um yeah, rock bottom's hard, but it's also beautiful because that's when you change. Like there's no more continuing when you're at rock bottom. So, yeah.
0: I agree. Thank you for for your honesty. Um I I have also suffered sexual abuse, sexual abuse as a child and I had a bit more self-awareness, but it still takes time. To fully uncover that as you go through adulthood, because you don't really know all that, how it affects you, right? Even if, even if you kind of still hold on to it. So it's like, it's a journey. It's not, a, there's no real end point to that. So if you're somebody who's at that rock bottom point, what would you say to that person if they're still hesitating about taking the step of getting help?
1: Yeah, beautiful question. And we're hurt in relationship. And so it's very important to also heal in relationship. And so getting a therapist or a coach, depending where you are on your journey, I think it's a very important part of healing to do it in a safe container with somebody else who can provide that safety and who has walked that path, who can lead you safely into feeling a little bit more and going into some of the past pain a little bit by a little bit. Um, I definitely made the mistake of like, I went from avoiding the pain to like the other end of the spectrum of like just being in the pain, which was not healthy for, for my mental health. You know, it's good to feel it and then come back to the present, you know, and then do a little bit more feeling and then come back to the present and, uh, I definitely like indulged in the pain and the feelings cuz I was like this is what's going to help. So it's really I think it really is important to to do it with someone who's walked that path and is a professional and can help lead you safely. Um and I mean and it's scary like I used to to have very low self-worth so to invest in myself to invest in yourself when you don't feel worthy. It's a very tricky thing to do. And honestly, that's where my life has changed. Every time I invest in myself, in my coaching program, in all these personal development courses I've done, like everything else has just skyrocketed in my life. Um, And yeah, I mean, there's different ways. There's courses, there's books. I did all of it, you know, and I think that one-on-one work to be held in a safe container is is really beautiful and but i also recognize people have different resources but there's so many options of help out there you know whether that's from there's so many beautiful books you know there's so many affordable courses there's so many coaches therapists and so there are resources out there um no matter what you can afford to invest in yourself right now and um but it's important to like other people have walked this path. So let's learn. Like I've learned so much from others who have opened up about their healing journeys, their sexual trauma, um, their, their, yeah, their healing. And, and how, and it's like, I can see myself in pieces of other people's stories. And A, that's helpful because, and then I remember I'm not alone. Because when I first woke up to all my trauma, I'm like, I'm the only one who has all of this trauma, you know, which is, such an ego lie, we, you know, unfortunately, so many of us do. And it's important to know we're not alone in the healing journey, that there's many others going through this, and, and that we can shortcut our, our healing journey by learning from others. And, and I think that's a beautiful, a beautiful tool and resource that we can tap into.
0: I agree. Um, I think you're I love your point about being Basically, self centered. A lot of times, that word can be used for people who are like egotistical and whatever, but that can also be for people who just are so inward and drawn into their whatever negative place that they exist that they're not always aware of how the world sees them and how they appear to the world. They always have these, this kind of negative you know, story in their head and they're stuck in themselves. So I like the way you said that, like you have, and why speaking to somebody, even if it's not professional, um, connecting with other people who've been through the same journey, just talking about it helps you kind of open up a bit more and not feel like you're so alone. Shame, you know, shame
1: thrives when we don't talk about things. That's where, so me sharing my journey, talking about my trauma it's also being helped me in the process of letting go of the shame, you know, because a lot of us survivors, I'll speak for myself, I, well, I didn't have the memories from childhood for most of my life, but as a child, we blame ourselves because we think we did something wrong. Uh, as, as a woman in adulthood, um, with those sexual traumas, I also blamed myself, you know, And so I held a lot of shame, shame and blame around my traumas and sharing it and talking about it is a really beautiful way to, like shame can't live there when we express it, when we talk about it, when we share it, but when we hide it, that's where shame thrives. So I think it's so important to to talk about it. As you said, it doesn't have to be a professional, but to others, because it also helps to liberate you from that shame and from the process of healing, from the shame and the self-blame.
0: I agree. I agree. Why then, how did you then decide that the best way to kind of help people heal was through, um, human design and kind of the somatic way? I don't know if I'm using the right terminology, but why did you decide to do it this way?
1: Yeah. Um, So, and I'll speak to my experience because there's a lot of different therapists, therapies out there. I haven't done all of them, right? There's a lot of different coaching styles. Um, The therapy I did was talk therapy. There are somatic therapists, so that definitely exists. Um, But when I got into coaching, that's where I dove into the somatics and somatics for anyone who's listening and doesn't know is soma is the body and we hold trauma in our bodies and so it's such a powerful there's only so much you can do just by talking right that's like a very it helps it helped me a lot at the start of my journey by gaining self-awareness by releasing some of the shame by sharing it by talking about it but to actually do the deeper healing um i do believe we need to go into the body because that's where trauma is stored over time. And I just, I love somatic coaching as one of the many different parts of the coaching program I did. Um, and I'm just naturally very gifted at at um, somatic coaching. I'm able to hold a very safe space for my clients to drop deep and guide them. So it's something that came very naturally to me, very easily to me. Um, and it was very helpful on my journey. And it's when you go into the body and allow past memories to come up and do inner child work and deeper healing, it's, it transforms, like you just naturally show up differently when you do a deep session. And it's not from the mind of, okay, I'm going to show up X this way or that way. It's like you do this deeper healing and then you just naturally show start shifting in your life. And that's the beauty of Inside Out. And that's the type of coaching I do is going to the root of our patterns, right? We have patterns that, you know, as a child, I put up walls to protect myself, right? As an adult, I hated that I had so many walls up. I didn't, I'm like, I don't can't connect to people. I'm not authentic. Like people don't know who I am, but I didn't know how to take these walls down. Um, But it was took me understanding why they were up in the first place, having compassion for myself, compassion for the walls that they did protect me at a younger age, and then doing some of the deeper healing around why they were there, loving all parts of ourselves. That's such an important part of the healing journey, Um, the parts we like and the parts we don't like. It's um, bringing it into the wholeness. And yeah, so there's, there's such a depth and it's really helped me on my journey. Um, human design has been something I've gotten into more recently and it's, it's just such a beautiful spiritual tool to guide you. It's a guide to who you authentically are. And, um, I've never come across anything like it when I read my human design. I'm like, this is what just resonated with my soul so deeply and what it has helped me do and what it helps my clients do is with the deconditioning process. So as we come back to authentic truth, it really helps decondition all these, the conditions of how we should show up because of society, what society tells us, what our parents have told us. Um, what your friends have. So all of these conditions of how we should be, it really helps with that deconditioning, getting rid, and instead coming back to your aliveness, my truth, what lights me up, what excites me, and coming back to my intuition and um, just empowering me to accept myself even more fully. And it's not meant to be another outside-in system of this is who you are. I always tell my clients, like, what it's done for me is that it's just resonated so deeply. Like I, it's telling me things I already know about myself, but maybe I didn't have language for, or it was subconscious. And it just allows me to even more deeply accept myself and my truth. And that's what I've seen with my clients. And so I love weaving it into my coaching packages to, as a beautiful tool to help my clients come back to their authentic truth. Because when we have trauma and especially childhood trauma, we, split off from who we authentically are right i'm not someone who has walls up i'm not i'm not someone who all of these patterns they're not me all of your patterns are not you your thoughts are not you right we have ego and we have our essence who we authentically are but there's all of this conditioning in the world so we most of us lose you know, ourselves along this journey of becoming an adult. And then, and then, you know, once you wake up to it, it's like slowly deconditioning and coming back to your truth and back to who you authentically are and not living your life based on what's how society tells me I should, right? But like, I have one life in this body. I'm going to live it for like what lights me up, what brings me joy, what brings me fulfillment, you know? And in that is freedom, you know, within that is the joy and the aliveness. So,
0: yeah, I had um, I just wanted to go a little bit more deeper into human design, because I feel like I've taken the test. But can you kind of explain how that works?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So it's a part spiritual, part scientific system. Um, It incorporates astrology, the tree of life, the chakra system, um, the I Ching as well. And so you need to know your birth dates and the time and the place of birth. And there's five different energy types. So we're, and the thing I love about human design doesn't box you into anything. It's so in depth and there's so much detail in it. And it guides you into how, what's the most authentic way to use your energy and it guides you to what, like we each have a different type of intuition. So there's um, five main types. There's generators, manifesting generators, projectors, reflectors, and manifestors. I can go into those if you would, would like.
0: Sure. I do remember now I'm a projector, but yes, you can kind of describe them for us, please.
1: Yes. Okay. So we'll start with projectors since that's you. So projectors are the guides, Um, projectors, you guys, I, I like to use analogies to help people understand, but projectors are basically the birds who sit on top of the tree. And so you can see the other animals and you can see things that they can't see from on the ground, but you're smaller and you have like projectors aren't meant to work a nine to five and aren't meant to like be in the hustle. You have less energy. You're, so the, the energy beings are generators and manifesting generators and the other types don't have as much energy. Um, but as projector, you are the guides of society. You can see efficiencies and systems. Um, you can see things. So if something you see so clearly, you're sometimes are like, why doesn't everyone see this? <laughs> you're like, yes. Um, and as a projector, you're meant to follow your, like where you, and it's not for everything. You're not meant to be a guide for everything, but you're meant to find your niche. And that niche is the topic that's so fascinating for you. Something that you could read about all day. You're just fascinated about learning. And for you guys, it's about using a lot of your energy on the learning, the reading and the growing of your interest and learning about it. And then the rest of the time to guide others and to, so you're really the guides of society. Um, You're like, yes. um,
0: Yep. You got it. You got it right. I wish I'd known this earlier because like you have gone through a lot of businesses and it probably would have helped with the whole process, but yes, you nailed it.
1: Yes. And it does help with like, since I found human design, it's helped me so much in my business. And the way I run my business and the way I am in my business, because I just follow my intuition. It's not like it outside in, it's very much inside out. And it's, it's been such a beautiful tool in business. So I, I love that you say that. Um, so generators are generators and manifesting generators are the life force energy. They create the energy for all the rest of us. If they do the things that light them up. So for them, the universe speaks um, to them through their desire, what lights them up, what's in their gut is a full body yes. And I I love the generators and manifest generators because their path is just to say yes to the things that light them up. But a lot of generators have been conditioned to help others from a self-sacrificing place. And so they say yes to things that are actually no's. And so for them, the deconditioning is to slowly get rid of the no's in their life so that there's space for the universe, source, God, consciousness, whatever you want to call it, to send the yeses and to just say yes to the full body yeses, knowing that when you're in alignment and you say yes to the things that light you up, that is for the greater good. Our desires are in us for a reason. Um, Manifesting generators are um, so they have a bit of manifesting energy in them as well. They are multifaceted beings. So for them, it's not about a linear approach. They're they're interested in so many things at one time. And the deconditioning for them is they don't have to finish something. They start. So maybe they start something and they're super interested in it. and But they learn the nugget. They learn whatever they were meant to learn. And so then it's no longer a full body. Yes. It's to allow themselves to shift to the next thing without this guilt from society of yeah, there's a linear path and you need to do one thing at a time. And you have to finish what you start is all of the conditioning around that for them. It's like, as long, like if you've learned, if it's not a full body, yes, anymore, you've learned whatever you were meant to learn and you can move on to the next thing. And you can do a hundred things at the same time. Cause They're really here to show the rest of us what's truly possible from from humanity. Um, So it's a pretty beautiful one. Um, Manifestors are, for them, it's about, so they're the only ones to like the slogan from Nike, just do it. For them, that's true. They're the ones that can really initiate things and just do it so they get a spark um, or a nudge from the universe. And for them it's energetically correct just to do it. Like that's how the universe speaks to them. So they'll get bursts of energy um, when they have a nudge around something and then they'll need to take some time off and then they'll get another nudge and then they'll have a burst of energy and then they need to again, sit back. So um, the deconditioning is around any way of trying to be a generator, working super hard all of the time and giving themselves permission to follow their nudges and not needing permission from anyone else. There's a lot of conditioning that um, manifestors have of needing permission from other people before they do something. So for them, it's about coming back to owning their power and following the nudges and giving themselves permission. So they're kind of like train drivers and they're meant to announce to people, hey, I'm going from this place to this place. Whoever wants to hop on, and whoever doesn't like go on to the next train, but a lot of manifestors are, have this people pleasing tendency. So they wanna please everyone and then nothing gets done. Um, so for them, it's about um, sharing where they're going and allowing the people who are meant to come on the journey to come on the journey and knowing that the people who aren't for them are not for them. Uh, reflectors are, so we're the most rare or one, I'm a reflector. Uh, 1% of the population, and reflectors are like, they call us the chameleons. So we have all open energy centers. And so we really reflect back whoever's energy we're around, we take on and whatever environment we're in, we take on that energy. So we really reflect back to whoever we're with their energy. And so it's a for me, it's been allowing myself Like, oh, that's not a bad thing that I like different parts of me are brought out around different people. And actually, that's me being a reflector. Following my design is when I allow myself to be different around different people and in different environments. And for reflectors, it's the right environment is the right people for you. And when you feel good in a place, it's the right environment, it's the right people And when you don't feel good in a place, it's the wrong environment for you and the wrong people and the right opportunities will come through the right environment. So it's really about listening to your body and where you feel good and and honoring that. And reflectors are meant to be at the center of a community because we reflect the health of the community back to people.
0: Thank you. That that definitely, definitely explains a lot. That you're a reflector because it. I didn't, I was not aware of all that was going on when we, we knew each other. I think you were still going through your journey and you hadn't gotten to the plate of place of healing that you are now when I met you, but you would not have known it. But also, you literally did reflect the place where we met like it, <laughs> you reflected that community really well. So, that makes a lot of sense with you explaining that. Is there anything else that I haven't asked you that you, that you wanted to share with us?
1: Yeah. So yeah, I would love to share a little bit about how human design has helped me in my business. And, you know, you even mentioned, you're like, oh, this would have been so good to know before. And same, you know, I, um, only discovered it after I did my, my coaching program. And, um, you know, we all have different intuitions and different energies as i as i shared briefly um and for me it's really helped me to get in tune with not trying to create my business from my mind or create it outside in you know i think within business there's so often like someone's like this is the marketing strategy that works you know someone else is like this is the sales strategy this is the thing and i really don't like that because We're all different. And I think it's so important to tune into our inner wisdom. And this is what I really empower my clients to do. Tune into your intuition, your inner wisdom, connection to source guidance, right? And follow your aliveness and what lights you up. And a marketing strategy that works for someone else might not be the aligned one that works for you. So, yes, let's learn from other people. Let's gain like learn from the outside. But I think it's so important. And human design has really helped me to own my power and always make decisions from my intuition and what feels right for me and allow that to be my guidance system for how I operate in my business Um, and test things out. But if I'm like, okay, this doesn't feel good for me, like, yeah, it's working for that person. But like, Testing things out until I find something that feels authentic, that aligns with me, that I enjoy doing, and then growing my business from that place. Um, And I think at first I really got caught in outside in, like looking for other people to tell me how to do it or show me how to do it. And that's giving away my power versus now. Like, yes, I'm like I'm in a business program right now for spiritual coaches and healers. Um, but I chose that program cause it felt aligned for me. So it wasn't like, uh, so I think that's a re- something that's really helped me in my business. And, um, and it's a fun way to grow your business too. When you're like, Hey, what's the next aligned step. And with this trust in the universe and the journey that when I take that next aligned step, the next step is going to open up from there. And me really coming back to, I don't need to see the whole staircase and figure out how it's all going to look because that just keeps you stuck, but it's just taking one step at a time that you're excited about and that feels good, which is going to open up the next step and then the next step and the next step. And it's such a, for me, it's been so much more fun to grow my business that way. I've been in a much more growth mindset, like if something goes wrong. I don't take it personally but it's like, okay, that didn't work. Let me try this thing. Let me pivot. Let me pivot. Let me pivot. And I think when a business comes from your heart, like coaching is my purpose. It's what I am meant to do. You know, my other businesses failed because they came from my head. They were, a uh, should, or this, you know what I mean? They weren't from my heart. So there is no failing in coaching for me because once when, when something fails, in quotation or goes wrong i pivot i'm like okay that didn't work let me try this strategy okay let me try this strategy and you don't give up and when you don't give up your business doesn't fail you just pivot until you find what clicks but for me that's about coming from my heart and like this deeper knowing of this is what i'm meant to do you know this is my gift to share with the world and to empower other people on their journeys and um and like i i always remind myself let it be fun like i'm gonna enjoy the journey whenever i take myself too seriously take my business too seriously i come back to like no this is meant to be fun i'm gonna enjoy the process and business is a marathon it's not a sprint so like let me bring in the fun the play my my feminine and my masculine that's been a whole (laughs) journey of like finding that balance of both, you know, I used to swing from one end to the other. And so, yeah, let it let it be fun. You know, it's meant we're meant to enjoy the journey and that we don't give up when we're enjoying it as well.
0: Like, I don't know why once we're done school, we think, okay, anything I start, I'm just going to be so good at it immediately. And it's going to be perfect. Like that was my mindset. And then every time it didn't work out, I'd feel like a failure. But that was me learning, like you were saying. And Part of it was I had to figure out what was the right information for me as well. I also had to find people who kind of spoke my language because business as a whole, I mean, it's pretty standard, but the way it's taught to you can make a big difference. Um, Somebody has to kind of speak to your experience. I could talk to you for days. We're trying to catch up after years of not being together, Um, but we have to wrap it up for today. However, I'll definitely, I want to bring you back. So hopefully we can uh, go a little deeper where can people find you if they want to connect with you?
1: Yes. So people can follow me on Instagram. It's cat K-A-T-T dot grant. Um, My website's catgrant.com. I'm, I hold workshops, free workshops every month. So if that's of interest, please sign up. I would love to have you there. Um,
0: Yeah. Great. I will make sure to put all your, um, all that information in the show notes. It was great talking to you today and um, thank you for being here.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much, Esther. It's been such a great conversation and thank you for adding your wisdom in and it's so beautiful to see how you're showing up in the world and creating this amazing podcast. So thank you for, for doing the work you're doing.
0: Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to this episode. Please share it on Instagram and tag us at CDNBizWomenPod.